0: Welcome to what is sure to be the biggest podcast of 2020, Behind the Bombers. My name's Mick Mattingly, and to help us through this lockdown period, I'll be lifting the lid on the Kybram Football Club, chatting to a few of the boys about their careers to date and some of their off-field pursuits, and we'll share a few stories along the way too. I hope you enjoy. Let's get stuck in. Well, I think I say we've gone big most weeks, but we've quite literally gone huge this week. The strongest man in the GVL, Brad Mangan. Mango, welcome, mate. Hey, Mickey. How you doing, mate? I'm going well, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, going well. Uh, yeah, enjoying the ISO. It's been great so far. it's <laughs> oh, things with no footy, mate? Struggling a little bit or...?
1: Yeah, really struggling, mate. Uh, missing the boys, um, and finding it uh, finding it tough to get motivated myself. As most most of the boys probably know, yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah. the fittest bloke going around, but I'm dragging myself to do a couple of sessions. But uh, pretty keen we can uh, as of now we can start getting in groups of ten. So um, us boys in Melbourne will hopefully get together a couple of nights a week and start ticking it over a bit more.
0: Yeah, that's the hard thing at the moment without sort of a return date and no date to aim for. It's getting a little bit tough, isn't it? If we had a date where we sort of knew we were coming back, you can aim towards that, but starting to get a little bit hard? Yeah, obviously, you know, we had that practice match uh, against
1: the Thalia and we, we played great that day. Uh, and obviously, mm. we we'll, were all peaking and getting ready and you, you build up to that round one, but you you'd sort of ta- you'd taper and train your pre-season on to getting to round one and be ready, ready and firing. But yeah. um, no one knows when round one's going to be, so you don't know when to sort of start really ramping it up and getting it, getting it going. So, yeah, that's the un- the uncertainty at the moment.
0: Yeah, and how's work, mate? We just had a bit of a chat before, but how's all work going? Yeah, work's works really busy, mate. Um, power tools, obviously, I work at Milwaukee. It's,
1: a, it's, a, it's essential. Obviously, the construction industry and all the tradies are still working. So it uh, went a little bit quiet there when it first sort of all went, we all went into ISO. But um, the last few weeks and going into tax time, um, the next uh, six to eight weeks for us are our busiest time of year. So now it's uh, still very
0: busy, mate. Good stuff, mate. And just give me you your thoughts on the podcast so far going great guns. Loving it, mate. Uh, I can't believe how many people around the globe are listening to it. Oh, mate, Um, you think you're surprised. I just cannot believe the response. It's uh, here. Yeah, you'll be doing some – you'll be on David Letterman and all those sort of shows soon.
1: But, nah, I'm glad that, mate, listened to Gemi this afternoon. And, um, yeah,
0: that was uh, probably my favourite so far. (laughs) Yeah, my favourite too, mate. Well, mate – now, you probably a lot of people probably could have guessed this, but it's, um, it's well known that you, you can seriously eat and uh, you're known most of all for your love of dim sims. But um, I just wanted to know, have you got a record sitting um, of dimmies in one? Record sitting? Oh, I haven't uh, had a, a, a huge sitting. People probably think, oh, you can do 3rd <laughs>
1: done that. Now, obviously, <laughs> when I was in Bali in February, just before obviously the corona went uh, nuts, I sent a photo in a Snapchat group of all oh, you can eat dim sims at a place in Bali. <laughs> Uh, so me and, the, me and the lovely went and tried that out and I got, uh, I got uh, 22 down now. I remember, I remember speaking to you boys and I said, what do you reckon the over-under market is? And some of you boys um, were a fair way <laughs> off, but got the 22 down, which was a nice little sitting.
0: 22, that's incredible, mate. What about... steamed, steamed is the secret, though. Fried, <laughs> is it now? Fried fills you up a little bit too, mate. Yeah, yeah. If there's ever a bloke to take advice off on Dimmies, it's you, mate. So I'll Definitely. That. But Definitely. <laughs> what about, have you got a favourite place um, in Melbourne, anywhere that you like your Dimmies from? <laughs> Favourite place to have a dim sim, um, and it's not actually in Melbourne, is actually because I'm on the road
1: and I go to Geelong a lot for work. Yeah. Um, there's a little cryo roadhouse on the way out back towards Melbourne. Um, it doesn't look like much, a little bit of a rundown sort of shack, but they're, um, they're homemade in-home large dimmies. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favourite
0: uh, the best. Like, <laughs> the passion you talk about it with is inspiring. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit more passionate about my
1: dim sims than uh, most things <laughs> in life, mate. Yeah, I
0: don't know why, I've always just loved them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I right, know mate we'll um, talk a little bit about footy but we'll get to your Kyabram career soon um, but yeah talk, talk about your footy in Melbourne um, you were lucky enough to, to do what you know a lot of people only can really dream or spend a bit of time on an AFL list can you talk us through how that came about um, from sort of under 18s through to, to being there yep um, so I spent uh, I did it two years at the, the Murray Bush Rangers,
1: uh, 08 yep. and 09. Lucky enough to get, the, a,
0: get a flag there.
1: Um, got, had the best seat in the house for the steel sidebottom show. That was a game where Oh, kicked... that was that ear. Yeah, that I, was that year. Yeah, was I was at centre-forward. I had the ball kicked over my head all day. I just um, had front row seats to him kicking. <laughs> well, for,
0: those, for those who don't know, I think, what, what did steel sidebottom have that game? I think he, te- he kicked 10, did he?
1: Uh, he had 10 goals, two, and he had 33 touches. But the funny thing is he'd only <laughs> had nine goals for the season. That's ridiculous. That game. so um, yeah, no, strange. Him and Tommy Rockcliffe just swapped mid and forward, which was yeah. Yeah, obviously pretty, pretty good. And they've game. both obviously
0: struggled as they've gone. Through. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I've probably reached a little <laughs> bit higher heights than what those two lads have. But um, look, <laughs> we yeah, we all can't reach the heights I have, mate. <laughs> no, it's exactly right, mate. So yeah, you played Bushies there, and then yeah, Bushies uh, and then uh, went to Werribee, um,
1: and they were affiliated with North Melbourne. Uh, So I played 2010 and 11 there, and then at the end of 2011, I was lucky enough to um, get asked to train with them for a rookie spot and then got rookied in the 2011 rookie draft. Yep. And then spent uh, 12 months at North Melbourne. Um, Unfortunately, only the 12 months. Um, Then they gave me the flick, uh, and then I spent 12 months in Adelaide, at West Adelaide in the Sandville, uh, and then
0: came back and went to Williamstown
1: for two years and then finished up at the end of fifteen.
0: So how'd you how you find that, mate? I like I talked to a lot of people have got different perspective of what it's like on an AFL list, but how did you find it? Obviously it was for twelve months. Um did you find it enjoyable? Um, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, it's like it's hard and it's it can be tough on mentally and things like that. How did you find yeah, it? Yeah, no, look, I i really enjoyed it, mate. The the guys there, it's a great club. Uh, obviously it's
1: got a really great history. Um the boys were great. It was tough. The the preseason is is brutal and as well, no dimmies. No no no, <laughs> the was strict, really strict. <laughs> Uh, and I had to get my skin folds down real quick when I rocked up. So, um, yeah, that was a great club. But pre seasons where – like, that's where they earn their money. That's where an AFL player, um, in my eyes, earns their money because you're getting smashed from Monday to Saturday, especially, yep. especially if you're in the fat group like I oh, was. Well, you have to do the extra Saturday <laughs> session. Um, and, then, and then in season, it's obviously still as brutal, and you got to perform. Um, but during the week, it's a recovery, your weights, um, and massages, and all that sort of, and get attending to niggles and going through game plans and watching footage. So, uh, but now it was a great experience. Um, obviously, I wish I didn't wish it wasn't as short as it was, but now I really appreciate that. i'm Obviously, yeah, having the opportunity.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned then you um, obviously yeah. went to like briefly, but then. Back to Willie, what was the, the pull to Willie? Because you obviously enjoyed a bit of success there and just I've, um, yeah, sort of looked at the club from playing a bit of VFL myself or whatever and just looks like a really well run professional club. Was that sort of a pull yeah. towards them? Yeah. So obviously I went to West Adelaide. Um,
1: Andy Collins um, was the coach of West Adelaide and he got me over, over there. Uh, and I loved my yep. time in Adelaide. It was great. It was, it's, a, it's a great comp. It's very different to the VFL. It's, they're very passionate. Mm. Um, they're a different breed in Adelaide, as we all know. Um, <laughs> And then just got a little bit homesick, so had a little bit going on off the field, and wanted to um, come home. Um, yeah. Andy Collins had finished at West Adelaide because his family was still in Victoria, and he got the job at Williamstown. Um, so I came back, and obviously I was talking to Werribee, being the old club, and and Andy Collins at Williamstown. But the big reason why I went to Williamstown was the fact they were stand alone. That was their first season in 2014. Mm-hmm. They went stand alone, and you didn't have that yep. um, affiliation of North Melbourne players coming back and. Because when I was at Werribee, uh, we made a prelim in 2011 and all the North Melbourne players went in for surgery. So it wiped like our top six players out. So we had to draw off on their reserves and we got smashed in the prelim by 90 points. So I didn't want that. I wanted the blokes that you started pre-season with in November to be there to do the year with you. It's the same blokes for Mm -hmm. for the 12 months. So that was the big reason why I went to Williamstown. And they're a great club. I knew the history of them being from Werribee. They hated each other. So I knew they were a very proud club. And uh, I knew a few of the boys there as well. So
0: yeah, and some of your highlights playing down there, mate, you um, obviously had a bit of success there, so talk me through that. Yeah,
1: so um, we made the prelim in 14, disappointing um, to not make it through to the, the next stage there. But then 2015 was a really successful year. I um, had a few niggles and I fortunately um, had to prove my fitness. I played in the Reserves Grand Final uh, the week before the VFL Seniors Grand Final, which was prelim yeah. weekend. Um, so I'm lucky enough, I got the twos granny win by one point over the undefeated Box Hill. <laughs> and then game up for the following week for the best of both. Yeah, lives, so I got mate. two grand, a grand <laughs> two grand finals wins in uh, in eight days. So uh yeah, it Beautiful. was great and that was a great experience and that's um that's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life, having win the win a premiership at the what will be the highest standard
0: I I'll get to. So Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, mate, and you sort of talked about the standalone being the pool there, that probably would have made the premierships more special too. Um, being, you know, like you said, starting the, the year with all those boys and finishing it with all those oh, boys.
1: Yeah, you know, we did, we had a brutal camp that year uh, at Kahuna actually. Um, and, you know, they were the boys that were in brand, and we just went there. And <laughs> we just, I don't know how that came about. But the blokes you started with in November, all the, the sweat and, you know, how hard you worked for no- blokes you did the whole year with. Uh, it was obviously yep. a great year to have the reserves win as well as the seniors. So it was, um, it was a pretty big week um, after the seniors
0: uh, won it. Yeah, definitely, mate. And then so eventually you found your way back to Kai. Um, like a lot of the boys sort of in our team at the moment, they've gone away. Um, and I talked about it with Jace too, played some good footy at high levels and then come back to the club. So how did that return sort of come about for you? Yeah, so
1: I um, came back in 2017. Um, yeah, Pets was on to me to come back uh, and Paula was on to me to come back and I've always wanted to come back and I saw how, how well the club was doing. Obviously, my sister was obviously playing netball uh, there and obviously I knew all the boys there because we're all, all locals. Um, so I wanted to get back there and uh, I said, yep, no, I'll sign up. And um, I said to Paul, look, I've been playing back for the last five to six years. I wouldn't mind, you know, playing somewhere a little bit different. And he said, look, you probably wouldn't get a game in our back line. It's that strong. So we'll have to slot you down. As...
0: No worries about uh, that. I said, then, no, then, that's mate.
1: fine. No drummers. I'll, I'll, I'll just go down there and uh, play as a small crumbing forward down in the forward line. So um, that's what I ended up doing. That's where I played um, for the last, uh, it's been
0: three going on, four years. Definitely, what you're known for, your crumbing small crumbing um, goals, yes. gr- groundwork groundwork, down yeah, 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 definitely. Am <laughs> I tackling? Am I chasing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talked to Jace about it last week, mate, and um, you know, he mentioned sort of not wanting to miss the boat. Was it a bit of bit of that? It was, mate. It was. You know,
1: like I played in the, our 09 losing grand final, which we went in as favourites. We lost to Mansfield in an upset there, and that was my last. Game for Kite before I obviously left to, for Melbourne. So yeah. to leave on that note was was pretty um pretty sad, pretty disappointing. So obviously seeing how the success the club had had over the time I was away, I was at the bit to get back, but I also wanted to give myself every opportunity downtown in Melbourne. So um, yeah, obviously didn't want to miss out, uh, and obviously a lot of boys that I'd played with at those time and a boys my age. So just yeah, did
0: want to miss out on that opportunity, and um, lucky enough to have played in uh, two winning grand finals, which has been great. Mm, yeah, you've definitely made a good fist of it since being back, mate. But yeah, how have you found it since being back? Is it what you what you thought you were coming back to and more? Or? Yeah, it is, mate. It <laughs> is. The, the, the club,
1: um, you know, 09 was a starter when Kai started to become really strong, as you've said with the other boys and some of the other podcasts. As You know, I think yeah. Eddie said that we might have been in seven grand finals of the, since 09. Um, so, no, the club's been very successful since that point and they've made some really great, great decisions off the field, um, which has then yeah. in, you know, made a lot of the boys want to hang around. And as you know, I think Gemi said it, um, success um, is, you know, is, is obviously a big part of it as well. You know, I was there. I was there when we won two games for the year, both against Taddy in 06, and the rest of the games we got belted by 100 points. And they were um, that some yeah. tough times. But to see where the club is yeah, now, yeah, definitely. great.
0: Is good, mate. And how do you? You've obviously mentioned that you've played forward majority of the time, um, being back quite a little bit of back, but majority forward. How do you go fitting in that forward line with Kane Pedafel, Hayden Gable Kyle Mueller? How do you even find room for yourself? <laughs> yeah, there's not <laughs> slot in there. There's not much.
1: There's not much. Um, <laughs> I
0: pretty much just get told to
1: don't come too close to goal and. Get the hell out of the way in in, in nice terms. I can't say, I can't swear on this podcast. What actually gets said. What actually gets said. Um, And a lot of the time, um, and look, if you were to go through a lot of pictures of the boys taking hangers, um, since I've been back, a lot of them would be on top of my head. It's a high ball on me and and, um, Paul, would tell the boys to stay down. And let Mango fly. But um, <laughs> no, nah, and again, we'll fly or Pets will fly. And I get a nice little neck in the back of the head. But, <laughs> you just give
0: you know, them a little boost up, uh, mate,
1: uh, and make the back page of the but, paper. Uh, yeah, as, as everyone says, we've <laughs> got to play our role, man. if that's my role, um, I'll, I'll play it. If I have to be the uh, stepladder for the boys to take a nice mark and get on a highlight reel, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're a good man, mate. You're a good man, always. Stick oh, and I've got to yeah. give
1: Dozler a pinch hit in the ruck too as well as times, so
0: it's always good. Yes, yes, you definitely do. You might not need to give him a pinch at the moment, mate, because he seems to be running every time I see him, so he might be able to run out the rest well, of the games. He'll we've actually the got moment. a comp
1: running on, on the Garmin app. To do who's gonna do the most K's and steps? We do. We have a challenge every week, and he, well, he's he me, mate. I do I, did, I not even try <laughs> anymore. He's just ridiculous. You need to
0: chuck it in the car, mate. And I'm thinking about putting
1: it on me. Putting it on my dog to <laughs> let him run around in the backyard, but. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Oh mate, well um another one of the, the jobs that you have the fans might not know is your club DJ. Yep. Um yeah, it's obviously take that very serious, big job, big role. Um gotta get the boys up before the game. So who who puts in the worst songs? Um and some of the better ones. You put the call out before the game or before the year, sorry. So who's known yeah. some, some obviously, uh, I
1: used to do a little bit of DJing back in the day. Um so I like my music. Um but yeah, obviously. Waffle, Colstock has some random songs and bands I've never even heard <laughs> yeah. of. And yeah. He when does, they actually. come on, I just skip. Uh, sorry, sorry, Waffle, but they're just horrible. <laughs> um, I like Petzas and Morgses because they're a little bit older. So they're a little bit more up my thing. But some of the young boys put some random sort of tunes on as well. But yeah. they're a good little beat. Um, but now, probably, probably Waffle does the real random ones. Mm. Real random ones.
0: Have you got a favorite song that you
1: like putting on? Before, well, before obviously, we I don't know how it came about, but last year. Um, the last song that we heard before we run out was um, Red Light, Green Light by Duke DeMont. I I, I always made sure it was the last song that we heard. Um, and then probably that, or probably "Cinema" by Benny Benassi would be another one that I like to hear mm. right at the end. A couple of our older fans might not yeah. have heard
0: of um, no. those two, but <laughs> they, they are good tunes. We will guarantee that. <laughs> and uh, mate, just talking a little bit about personal stuff, you bought a. I just saw you recently bought a little bit of a land. Talk us through um, what happened there and what the plans yeah, are so there. Yeah, me and,
1: the, me and the,
0: my lovely partner Lauren, we have uh, just well, yeah, two weeks ago bought a block of land
1: out in Gisborne. So uh, a bit over acre and a half. We've been looking at um, moving out to that part of the world for a little bit now and getting a little bit uh, I've been yep. hounding Lauren for a while to get out of the estate field because it's obviously a little bit in close as we all know so um, yeah, yep. we finally found a beautiful um, flat block of um, land out in Gisborne um, so the plan is it'll title in mid-September uh, and we'll look to build obviously as soon as possible and hopefully be in by oh, I don't know hopefully be in by March April would like to be in before our 30th so we're going to have a big dirty 30 party out there but <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just see how we go, mate, with all this COVID stuff. So,
0: uh, yeah, we're looking to move yeah. out there um, early next year. Beautiful, mate. And lastly, your thoughts on the year? Are we going to get a go-ahead? Um, how how are you feeling about um, it
1: all? I hope we do. Obviously, I think everyone does. Mm. I, <laughs> a month ago, I would have said, nah, there's no, there's no chance. But uh, I think they're putting the, the steps in place for us to have a season. Now, um, yeah, I, I hope we do. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how quick we go through these steps. Um, but I, I hope we do, and I, I think we will. It'll be a modified season, but I think it'll still be a great season if we get one up
0: up and running. Let's hope, mate. Let's hope. Well, Mango, that's about it, mate. It's gone nice and quick. It's been a great chat. Um, you've been a brilliant guest, I must say that. Um, thanks for taking the time to chat me, mate. And I'm sure the fans will enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy your uh, next seating of Dimmies. But um, hopefully I'll see you in the not-too-distant future, mate. But cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Stay safe, look after each other, and keep checking on your mates. Cheers.